Sometimes the world just needs a hero to help cut through all the noise. Well, now you have two. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to yet another episode of A Heroes of Noise. I am one half of this dynamic duo. My name is Steve. We're creeping along, ladies and gentlemen. Episode 129 here for you to listen, enjoy, consume, all of that. Welcome to the show. My name is Dan. Yeah, that's right. We're Heroes of Noise. He already said it. I just like to say it because it has a nice ring to it, Steve. You know what I mean? How this sort of like rolls off the tongue. Heroes of Noise. Very poetic. You really come up with very, very good names. I told you I stole one, but you come up with great names. You stole something from me? Uh-huh. I told you the a band name, the Fufu Gurus, it's, it's on. I think that was yours, bro. No, it was not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause I know you're like you and your Fufu Gurus. I'm like, Oh, Taken. maybe, maybe so. Okay. <laughs> Taken. Maybe so. Now someone's out there gonna steal that though, see? Someone out there's gonna steal oh, this. Dan, then bleep it out. That's true. I guess I could <laughs> making my job harder already. What's going on, Stephen Hudson? I am doing well, Daniel Ramirez. Hey, when's your birthday? November 6th. <gasps> it's coming Holy up. Holy sniff. Scorpio, baby. <laughs> it's coming up. <laughs> Dude, what are, what are you doing? For my birthday? I don't know. You think I'm that guy, bro? I'm not that guy that's like, oh, God, please tell me you're not that guy before I say this. Are you the guy that's like, it's my birthday month? No. Oh, no, no, All no, right. no, no, no. No offense to the people out there that are birthday month people. But I hate that shit. I really do. <laughs> I do. I don't give a fuck. You were born. <laughs> My parents had sex and nine months later, here I am. Let's celebrate the whole month. And I'm 50. Screw that shit. Oh, dude, you're 40s. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm late 40s, baby. That's all they need to know. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'll say it. Screw it. Yes. Yeah. This is a, this is a uh, period of change in my life and uh, embracing who I truly am, man. I could get all like Zen on you right now. I've had a very Zen morning, but um, Good. I won't. But I'm going to go ahead and say it. I'm going to embrace my age. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to be 48 years old. 48. Wow. Yeah. How wonderful is that? It sucks, Steve, <laughs> to be honest with you. What? You know what really sucks is because, you know, 48, obviously I'll be the oldest that I've ever been, right? Mm-hmm. And to some degree, I feel the oldest I've ever been. But when it sucks when you can't complain about your age to someone that's older than you. You'd be like, ah, yeah. oh, I'm going to be 48. Yeah, you're young. Shut up. You just got lucky and made it further than <laughs> I did. You know? well, I'm, well, I will say this. You're around a guy, we talked about him last week, that as I, when he told me how old he was, I was like, you know what? You can, people age gracefully. Like, he looks great. You look good, dude. Feel good, baby. I feel good. You should feel wonderful, man. You know what's weird, though? I'm thinking that maybe some people didn't know that about me, so now they're like, holy shit, this dude could be my dad. I could be someone's dad, though. I could be somebody, like one of you out there. I know a couple of you. I could be your dad. That's fucking crazy, right? No. Dude, I could be, I think I could be your co-worker's dad. My co- Oh, um, no. Well, I mean, yeah, you could. Yeah, I could, But things would have been popping off quite early. Maybe 16? pretty early it's not unheard of it's pretty common <laughs> exactly it's pretty common dude like i could be her dad shit happens and you got to deal with it sometimes i'm just saying personally that's why i waited until how old was i i was uh and this isn't like one of those be like dan moments i'm just saying huh? no i was uh 29 i believe when my son was born 
Oh, really? Yeah. I was 22. We were like, we're going to spend this time just being with each other. <laughs> we're going to travel. We're going to do, we're just going to live our lives, you know? Guess what we did? Not a goddamn thing, Steve. Not a goddamn thing. You I didn't worked. go like, you didn't go to Rome or anything? I worked all the way through oh, it. Damn. I know. It's my fault. But now, yeah. check this out. Gail was just talking. Okay, first of all, <laughs> I know I'm on my bullshit these days, but like Gail was just talking to me about this trip. It's a, um, you know who Michael Franti is? No. You ever heard of a, I, I, I don't, I hesitate to call them a rap group because they weren't really a rap group, but there was rapping involved back in like the early 90s, still around, but not the same, called Spearhead? No. Okay, well anyway, Michael Franti is the, uh, whatever you want to call him, the front man, we'll say. He's the spearhead. And he's the, he spearheaded the whole thing, correct, yes. No <laughs> pun intended, total pun intended. <laughs> But he's gotten to be quite the bohemian. You know what I mean? I think mm-hmm. he always was. Married himself a bohemian lady. They got this little bohemian kid. They live a bohemian life, right? But they're offering a, I think it's like a week long, dude. Maybe not a week. Maybe like five days or something like that. But it's uh, for 800 bucks. It's this trip. It's like a yoga retreat to Bali. And she was like, hey. Wow. She's like, hey, you, ever been, you want to go to Bali? I'm like, yeah, sure. She's like, it's this yoga retreat. And I had that hesitation of like, you know what I mean? <laughs> but then mm-hmm. I thought about it. I'm like, but that's, but it's in Bali, Steve. So I think, I think we might go. When is it? Like, I, I hope I don't get there and Jared Leto walks out or something like that. And it's Dude. this weird white robe situation. Like Cause it. I won't like buy it. into any of that. You have to understand. I won't like I've gone, okay. I've done, I've done two retreats in my life for different reasons. I won't get into. And, uh, not that it's like, you know, it's not uh controversial or anything. It's just not really worth telling, but, I really couldn't get down with either of them. So I think it'll be kind of the same. Like, I'm not going to go in being like the pushback guy and, and being resistant to everything. But if I see flowy robes, I'm just going to like check out. You're done. I'm, well, I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to be there. I'm going to hang out. You know what I mean? How no, you can like hang out with people. It's really not your scene, but you can uh-huh. hang out with. Them. I'm going to do that. And I'm just going to enjoy Bali in the past. OK, time. when is this? I don't know, because it's uh, oh. I, I would assume 2021. Like they're not booking anything right now because you can't. So whenever we get out of this world being on fire situation, it's a done deal. But they're desperate. You know, you know it's, it's, it's interesting because there's uh, Belle and I were thinking about going because I was told about this cruise uh, by a friend of mine, my neighbor. And she was like, hey, my husband and I went on this cruise where we hit Greece. They showed us where the Olympics were ran. Then they go Italy, Spain. You go to all the places and it's a cruise They just and it takes you to all the important spots. And I was like, I would love to just hit all of those at once. How long's the cruise? Uh, two weeks. Oof, that's a long time, dude. <laughs> that's a really. I know, long but time you're but moment. you like spend a few time, like a few days in Greece, a few days in Italy, yeah, a few days in Spain. Like you actually, you spend time in these places, and like they'll take you to where the Olympics were, and all of Rome. You go to all these places, and so yeah. I was like, you know, I might as well do it all at once. Are you docked for a couple of days and you're just returning to the ship? Bingo. Okay, cool. I didn't know if you had to like get out and then find, you know, accommodation somewhere or something like that. No, you you dock a few days. I mean, I guess you could. Ship. But it's all paid for. No, I'm just saying if you wanted to be a G, you could be like, yeah, I got this, but I also have that if I want. I probably would. You're going to need that extra I'll, bathroom. G, you're thinking. <laughs> I love this, but I would. I would definitely make my own accommodation. Depending on where we are. That sounds pretty good. I went on a three-day cruise. I like cruises. You eat far too much. 
Drinking is also a thing where you just drink far too much. It's very decadent because you can just get up at like three o'clock in the morning and go get yourself some chocolate cakes. And I said cakes. I meant cakes because you big the fuck out over there. They have these. Uh, you ever been on a cruise ship? No, I, I, you know, it's funny. No, I have not. Bro, they have like, uh, okay, you got to bring a suit, first of all, Steve. Because you're going to have to do the captain's dinner. Oh, I heard about that. That's the thing that I didn't like. Oh, I hate that. Because you sit with strangers. I hate that so much. I'm Ugh. not friendly. I mean, I'm friendly, but I don't want to be extra friendly. Be like, hi, now I have to be friendly. Friendly comes when I want it to come. You know what I mean? So I don't like being in situations. like I don't even like going to weddings where I have to sit at a table with a bunch of people I don't know. I know that's super, <laughs> oh I mean, I know that's super antisocial, but I hate it. Um, so what do you ha- do? None of your goddamn business. <laughs> they have that at... Um, What's that place in Tower? Um, there's like a place where you go to eat. It's not in Tower, but it's like all around Tower. It's um, something gardens. Oh, Gazebo the, Gardens. Yes, there we go. And you sit, when you go there, you sit with strangers. You're supposed to, it says sit with someone you don't know. And there's like a little fire in the middle of the table and stuff. It's those cool fire tables. Mm-hmm. And um, the last time I went, I said, Belle, I am not trying to do this. We're going to sit alone. And so I find her at table, just her and I, and I go to buy some food and I come back and she's gone. I was like, where'd she go? And she's waving at me, looking all sorry. Nobody going to break she, my stride. <laughs> she, she went to a crazy looking full table. But you know what? I ran and it was not. I think you you already did it. But in my brain, you are the perfect person for that for that thing. Because you are the guy to do that. Well, I never said that I couldn't successfully have these conversations. That was never on the table. It's just that I don't want to be at the table. You know what I mean? I don't want to have to be put in that. But I could fake it. I talk to people I don't know all day long. Several, what, good 30 times a day? Meeting 30 different people a day? Not a big deal. But like when you're sitting there and you're trying to have a meal... I don't know. Right now, people don't know. People just don't know to like not talk about certain things. You know, <laughs> it's just doesn't sound, I get it. It doesn't sound fun to me, man. It really doesn't. I get it. But the cruise sounds fantastic. Don't get me wrong. But yeah, you got to have a suit because you go to the captain's uh, one. Go ahead. Uh, like a full on suit uh, or just a blazer. I think you could probably get away with a blazer. I just oh, said cool. a suit because I don't wear shit like that. Like a sports coat. Same oh, thing, yeah. right? Isn't the same thing? Yeah. Sports coat. Uh-huh. I got Why do they call suits? it a sports coat if it's like a suit jacket? Sports, I bet you they used to. I bet, I bet you used to have to have those in order to go to sports clubs. Man, that's some ill shit right there. I don't like it at all. That is true. But you know what? I will say you you say that you don't like it now, but this Zen thing you're you're going, you might be a totally different person by the time you go. I'm gonna be all, hey man. Why is everybody so quiet? We should be getting to know each other. <laughs> Look out the window. Look at the water. What is that over there? Is that Catalina Island? Uh, no, we're in Greece. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but it's, it's beautiful, right? I mean, it's just beautiful. Just like all of you. You're just beautiful. It's going to be Dan. Uh, Rubbing sir, people wrong, like touching people way too much. Yeah, That's going to uh-huh. be you. Sir, why are you naked at the table? <laughs> no, it's just me, bro. Don't mind. I'll put a napkin down, bro. Don't worry about it. Let me just do some stretching real quick. Sir, you have no pants on. Stop lunging. You should totally do this, Dan. I, I mean, you're going to have fun. Bali, I would recommend that that's what you should, because that's going to be so out of your comfort zone, because you've never been anywhere that far. And so that's going to be a, you got to get used to the food. I heard you got to get used to it. But other than that, you're you're going to love it. No, as far as that stuff goes, it's not a problem. 
drop me anywhere and I'll be fine. Just don't make me talk to anyone. <laughs> that's, that's all I'm saying. Let me talk to them when I want to talk to them. Don't sit well, me at want, a table. I want pictures. There's this place in San Francisco. It's by, um, oh God, Fisherman's Wharf area. And it's this Where rest- we were. No, we weren't. We were never there, Steve. That was Oakland. Where were we then? Oh, there was right. Yeah. It's Bay Area. You were close. <laughs> close. Same area. We were at a wharf. We were at a wharf. That's right. The, uh, <laughs> this is Fisherman's Wharf in San Francisco is what I'm referring to. That's funny. Lovely little restaurant called the Buena Vista. It's right on the corner. I don't know. I think it's like Columbus, maybe. Maybe it's on Columbus. Maybe it's not. I don't know. But it's uh, okay. on a corner. And they serve like awesome Irish coffees and these these wonderful breakfasts that are just, they're just amazing. Only problem is community seating. So you got to sit at the round table with people. And, and that's like one of the places where I'll just, I'll just do it. I'll just fucking grin and bear it because the food's so good. I have to do it. And it's like crowded. It's really crowded in there. Like, I wonder if it's going to be the same now. Like, okay, here's another thing. Do you think that we will get back to community seating where it's just like, hi, strangers, let's all sit at one table together. No. Yeah, it will for some. I'm never I'm ma- I'm going to have a mask forever. I'm not ever doing this thing again. You'll be the only one. The only one left. Okay. No, okay. no, no, it's fine. I think it's kind of cool. Then people could literally go, "Who was that masked man?" Ooh, that smelled so wonderfully. <laughs> Mystery man. I like it. That'll be freaking awesome. I'll get you a cape or maybe a uh, not a cape so much as a cloak. I do like the cloak. Sometimes you can take the cape part of the cloak and like put it over your nose. So just your eyes are showing. So then they really want to know who that masked man was. Um, did capes with the big collar only happen because of Dracula or was there like before Dracula, people just walked around in those joints? You know, I wasn't there, so I'm not entirely sure how that went down. Okay. I just thought you were versed in Dracula lore. No, not at all. Actually, not at all. (laughs) I didn't know that Dracula lore includes like the uh, where like the origin of cloaks. <laughs> I, I would imagine it's the lore. His cape is a big part of it. Maybe. I I mean I would imagine right. <laughs> Look at me in my brand new outfit I made. Holy smokes! You are one sexy vampire. <laughs> Renfield, come here. Yes, master. Why are you not echoing? I do not know, master. That's fucking weird. Anyway, look at this wonderful... What should I call it? It looks like a cloak, master. Cloak, I like that. That's a wonderful name. Did not make it up, master. Gone with you, Renfield. I don't want to hear any of your bullshit. Look at me, you sexy beast. Let's go bite some necks. That was very impressive. I was waiting for a Hey Fred. (laughs) (laughs) Hey Fred! How would you like to fuck me up the ass? (laughs) I know you're going to take that out. Nope, I won't. I think you will. I won't, I swear. You're ruining it right now. You're ruining the flow. I was just going to leave it in. That's what she said. You ruined it! All right, contact info. Let's do it. Are you getting bossy with me? Are you just got, you're trying to steer this show now? Well, I'm just I know that you have a lot to talk about, Dan. Not just Bali uh, and cruises. I've got things to talk about. Let's not exaggerate, Steve. I wonder if they have cruises to Bali. Just so we're clear, I'm not going full hippie. This is truly just to get to okay. Bali. Okay. Oh, dude, come on. How long have you known me? 
okay, a lot of hippies knew a lot of people before they became hippies. No. They went to wars, came back hippies. I'm not doing either of those things. Okay. You have to watch what I'm doing, first of all, Steve, mm-hmm. to understand okay. that this is not about namaste. Not that there's Dan, anything wrong with that. You're going to a yoga retreat, Dan. In, in Bali. Bali. That's literally the most hippie thing you can do almost. I get that, but I'm going to Bali. <laughs> I'm not even sure we're doing it, but if I do, I'm not going to trip. So what? Okay. Okay. Hello. How are you? Let me show you into the tent of dreams. You're going to be coming back right in the white album. <laughs> Dan, how was your trip? It was great, mate. <laughs> it was more fun than I could even imagine. Sounded like bucks. <laughs> You're going to come back a songwriter. With a guitar, like, where'd you get a guitar? And how'd you grow dreads? Bro, where'd you get them sandals? <laughs> you said you don't wear sandals? You wear your shoes like you wear your hat, mate. Dude, you guys are going to be so freaking hippied out. I get, here's what I will say. I wouldn't be surprised if, if, uh, if your wife gets dreads. Gail dreaded out. Not surprised. Nah, she's smart. We'll see. Nah. Bali? Yoga retreat? Nah, man. Twitter would fuck her up. Okay. Dude, you're so fucking judgmental. You know that? I think it's dope. Really? Doesn't sound like you think it's dope. It sounds very... I would go. I think you're speaking in a mocking fashion. Not at all. I think it's... Like, if you guys came back hippied out, I would be like, I love this. I love this. We're not coming back hippied out, Steve. Okay. All right. See? That's what I'm saying. You're making... You're turning this into this weird negative thing. You're going to be really touchy-feely. Steve's always trying to, it's like, he's, it's like low key teasing. It's not. I'm saying it's good. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I know there's a tone you get. I know your tone. I would, I promise you I would go. Like if someone was like, you want to go to a yoga, ba- a Bali yoga retreat? I'd be like, yeah. Cause everyone that's there, I would love. Hey Steve. Yes. You want to go with us to a Bali yoga retreat? Absolutely. You goddamn liar. I can't get you to Los yeah. Angeles. <laughs> All right, enough of your bullshit, man. Here's the contact information. Hi. For some reason, I, hi, it's Dan, by the way. Let me just reintroduce myself. For some reason, I do a show with this guy named Steve. And I really don't know why sometimes we're called the Heroes of Noise. And uh, should you like this bullshit that we do, please listen up. If you want to get a hold of the show, hit us up at Heroes of Noise Podcast at gmail.com. Once again, Heroes of Noise Podcast at gmail.com. On Twitter, hit us up at Heroes of Noise, me, Dan, at Dan Q Public, and Steve at SE underscore Hudson Music. Tell you what, I'm going to save you a big old, just a, a, a whole to-do. Just go to www.heroesofnoise.com, check us out, leave us a voicemail. Uh, if you're going to leave a weird song, maybe just attach your name to it and explain why you're leaving said weird song. If not, leave the song, I don't care, I mean, we're, we're down with that. But uh, what else can you do? That You can subscribe to our shows. Yes, we have another show. It's now in the past, but it's still up there. It's called The Word, the unofficial Preacher podcast. You like Preacher? You like the show Preacher? Dominic Cooper and all them? Check it out. It's good stuff. And uh, lastly, go over to Facebook. Join the Heroes of Noise podcast community. Come on by. Uh, Do me a favor, though. Three questions. That's all. Just answer them. I I don't understand why people don't do that, but that's a whole other thing. I'm going to go ahead and turn it back to Steve now because apparently I have a lot to talk about. Steve, what's up? Dan, let me tell you something. Folks, I'm going to do some inside baseball. Dan has been paying attention to entertainment news this week. Like, Dan has his finger on the pulse of entertainment. Some of the stuff I had no clue about, so I cannot wax poetic about it like he can. 
But when I looked at it, the information, I was like, whoa, will you look at, look at Dan doing all this homework and stuff. I felt horrendous about not doing the homework. So Dan, clue these people in on the wonderful news in our entertainment field. I'd love to, Steve. Welcome to Heroes of Noise News. My name is Dan Ramirez. I'm with Steve Hudson. We're going to talk about some shit that happened this week. Let's not bury the lead because this is some crazy shit. And I think this will make everyone either crazy, ecstatic, or just go, oh, God, it just figures. Did you know that Tom Cruise is going to space? And I don't know why I'm talking with this radio voice, by the way, but it's the news, so I'm going to I'm gonna stick with it. Steve, did you know that Tom Cruise and Doug Lyman are set to lift off in October of 2021? They're going to go to space, buddy. Dude, what is his deal? Tom? Does he want to die? Does he want to die? I don't think he thinks he can die. And he That's won't true. die. That's true. Although, I just watched that Challenger documentary, and I'm not trying to put out bad vibes, but anything's possible. Dude, let me tell you something. I remember the chal- I remember watch- they rolled the TV into the room to watch that, and we were all like, oh, but you know what's sadder? We went to recess later. I'm sure the grown-ups were broken up. And we were just like, oh, this is terrible. Anyway, bing, 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 bing. We were outside. <laughs> Did you see that? All those people died in that explosion. Hey, yo, I got next. <laughs> yo, who going to hit me up with some Foursquare? <laughs> I know. I used to love Foursquare. Anyway, um, I think. No bubbles, motherfucker. That's cheating. The scary part about the ch- like going to space is when you watch and figure out what happened with the Challenger. It wasn't like. Like, here's what would make me happy, not happy, but better if they were like, oh, the thing that happened with the uh, Challenger was there was a nuke on it and it ignited. Not one of those, a screw was loose. I'd be like, well, I'm not going. Yeah, if anything like something being loose can make me explode in the air, I'd have to meet every single one of the engineers and know them for years before I'm just like, I will put my life in your hands. Damn, I mean... If, I hope nothing happens to him, but you're right. It's I think it's the Scientology. He thinks he's just untouchable. Oh, yeah. He's unbreakable, for sure. I, that's what I think. That's what I think he thinks, anyway. Did you happen to see that documentary, though? I did not. I couldn't do it. It's really interesting. I'm not going to do a full-on review about it, but I think it's like four or five parts. I actually didn't finish it, but uh, I got to the part where, you know, I got to the, <laughs> I got to the, uh, the exciting part, I guess you could say. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Shit goes down. But... What happened was they were having some issues with some O-rings. Like they knew that there was something going on and they knew that the weather was going to contribute to that. And I guess they were having this like all time record low. Like it was a freezing thing that was going, not a freezing thing, but it was freezing in Florida Mm -hmm. and it like killed a bunch of crops and everything. And they were not going to do it. Like there was icicles, (laughs) there were fucking six foot icicles that are hanging from it. Yeah, dude. And everyone was kind of like, oh, they're not going to fly. They're not going to do it. They're not going to launch today. And they decided to go ahead and do it anyway. Ugh. And they said that um, one of the people in like mission control or because there's like mission control and then there's like the other one. I can't remember which one it is. But anyway, they were like, hey, are we going to do this or not? And someone from like a, one of the guilty parties, let's just say, was like, well, how long are we going to wait around to do this? So they just did it. Jesus, dude. But anyway, they show it take off. And 90 seconds later is when this thing explodes. But mm-hmm. they have this one angle where you see like just above where the flame is coming out, the rocket flames coming out, this other little leak happens and you see like another flame coming out. So it's like a little tail that's coming off of that. 
That's what did it. And then kaboom. They're trying to make the, uh, what is it, the dragon, right? The SpaceX dragon is supposed to be this thing at some time in the future where they just want to have like these. It's always going to be for rich people, of course. But hey, you want to go to space? Well, then do your two-week training thing and get your ass up there into space. $200,000. Is that what it's going to be? Two hundred grand. It's going to be like $200,000 a seat. Yeah. Would you do it? No. I got to say, man, if I had FU money, I think I might do it. I can't say that I wouldn't consider it. Damn, that's would you do it without there having ever been a like say there was never a crash you would still go if there was never a crash never a crash probably because i would just be an ignorant blissfully ignorant person you know what i mean okay i'm with you i would i'd go the day after a crash but i wouldn't go if there's never can't crash. happen two times in a row there's no what are way the odds right exactly but no if way. they're doing launches right after a crash that's probably pretty bad and where are they keeping these things where are they keeping uh, the dragon two Gee, and also let's keep in mind, Tesla, uh, uh, freaking uh, Elon Musk is an evil, he's, he's literally the villain in every movie. And so we're going to space with this dude? No, no, not a freaking chance, dude. No. Mm-mm. Two things on this man's mind, brain chips and putting Tom Cruise in space. Dude, and he is a, he's a monster and people just aren't paying attention. Do we have the... What do you think? Seriously, as far as like America goes, do we have the most supervillains ever right now? Totally. totally. Right now, we've got the most supervillains ever in the history yes. of the world. Yes. That's crazy. We have, a, we have a trillionaire. We're about to have a trillionaire. Yeah, there's no and such thing as a people. good trillionaire, right? No. I don't believe you should be a trillionaire unless you invented oxygen. Then I'd be like, oh, I see why he had a trillion dollars. He invented oxygen. Not no warehouse that sends people stuff. And you're a trillionaire? That's what I'm saying. I think, not to bring politics, but AOC had a great quote. She said, you don't make a billion dollars. You take a billion dollars. Ain't that the truth? That is the freaking... And um, What do you do for a trillion? <laughs> what do you do for a trillion dollars? So my thing is, we have a lot of supervillains. And you're going to go up on one of these supervillains' freaking spaceships? Yeah, going to do it. I would love oh, to. Damn. I would love to. And you wouldn't so love Tom to see Cruise. that, man? No. If you knew, like, okay, mm-hmm. you, you never know. But if you it's don't. like been time tested, you're maybe mm-hmm. the, maybe you're three years into them doing this. They've got uh-huh. this shit down to a T. You got cool commercials on TV. Fly yes. the dragon, Elon Musk, you know, whatever. And people are buying into it. Maybe they're doing holiday. Maybe they're doing some kind of discount. You know what I mean? Like this, you know, between March and May, of 2025, you're going to be able to ride this thing for like, you know, uh, let's say half off. I would do it. No. I would seriously consider it. Now, it's not saying Gail would let me. I bet you she wouldn't because she. I asked her that when we were watching that thing. Like, hey, what if I was a teacher? Did you did you know how they did that? Like they were like, OK, so astronauts need all this, this, this years of training, basically. They gave these people, I think it was two years of training, which is like the equivalent of being a nurse. That's a grip of training, considering you're training for one thing. That's yeah. a lot. Yeah, they put them through a lot of training. But, you know, that's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, like even myself in my career as a technologist, it's a two year program. So I guess in two yeah. years, they can pretty much treat you, the, uh, teach, excuse me, teach you the fundamentals. Yes. But that's all it really took. And they just sent out this thing like, hey, if you think you want to be an astronaut. Holler. Not a freaking chance. Yeah. Anyway, it's a very interesting documentary. But back to Crazy Tom. 
He's going to do it. This crazy bastard is going to do it. They've actually given him permission to do it. It's happening October 21, unless some god-awful crazy thing happens. You want me to go really dark on you, dude? Of course. Always. This is so... Cut this out if it's, if it's in bad Nope. Case. I'm leaving it in. That's what she said. Um, <laughs> well, that's what he said, actually. Um, I think... She agreed. She thought it was a yes. good idea. Absolutely. Total consent. Nine months um, later, bad idea. Little Steve. Little Steve. <laughs> um, okay, so since they had to pick out of all these teachers, right? Right. There were jealous teachers watching this lunch, being like, son of a biscuit, I could be there. Just hating. Hating G. Being like, daggone it. Daggone it, I could have been on that shuttle. And then it takes off. She's been a teacher for like two years or whatever it was. I don't know how long. Exactly. Like, why she deserve yeah. to be there? Mm-hmm. This is some bullshit in the 90 second. Why am I not? Oh, sniff. She, how quick does it go from I'm jealous to oh my God? I thought about this too because they actually showed when, um, what would you call it? I guess her replacement in case for some reason she couldn't do it. The alternate, the runner up, if you will. That's yes. the person that's like, whoo, dodged a bullet. <laughs> Dodged a big ass bullet. That's like Seth MacFarlane missing his plane on September 11th. And that plane is one of the ones that went into the, I believe it. I can't remember if it went into the Pentagon or if it went into one of the buildings, but it was one of the uh, planes of the day. The planes du jour. And they asked him like, how can you not believe in God after that? He's like, what are you talking about? I missed a plane. I was like, that's a great answer. Yeah. (laughs) It's like a mystery. Don't get all spooky and mystical with me now. (laughs) It's my goddamn fault. I should be dead right now. He's like, well, there was a lot of people that believed in him that were on those planes. So. (laughs) So. uh, For you. What up? (laughs) (laughs) That's terrible. (laughs) How'd that work out for them? Huh? (laughs) Freaking Seth MacFarlane. I would say Tom. Here's what I will say. Also, Uh you're saying Gail wouldn't let you go. We're talking about pre Bali. Gail. Nah, I don't think she would let me go. Post Bali Gail, when she's like, hey, you get to be part of the universe, worst case scenario. Why are we coming back talking like this? I mean, I was the one that says, <laughs> well, do we take a class to talk this way? <laughs> do you hear the way I'm talking right now? This is my normal voice. But when we get done, we're going to turn our voice into something more flowy, something that's going to be like water. You ever see Bruce Lee? Be like water. We're going to be like water with our voices. All right. So let's try this out. Try this, man. How's that sound? Mr. Merritt Dan, right? Can you give it a try? Um, can you ask my wife? I just came along for the food and because it's Bali. Nah, man, give it a try. Fuck you. I'm done. I'm leaving. I'm calling Steve up right now. Steve, come get me. Send me an Uber helicopter. I'll be right next to you. Laughing the whole time. Oh, dude. Mr. Dude. Hudson, we appreciate dude. your enthusiasm, man. But can you please keep it down? Because, wow, that's a loud laugh, sir. No, here's the funny part. I'd be safest there because they're going to be like, let him laugh. His his people have been distressed for years and he can let him. Dude, I'd be safest in that group. It's a cleansing laugh. <laughs> He's releasing Famous. all of his demons. <laughs> they all sound like the dude. ghost on Scooby-Doo, but there they go. Dude, I'm telling you, I would. I think you're going to, she's going to, you're going to come back and she's going to let you like, oh yeah, go, yeah. You'll be part of the universe if it explodes. It's fine. You come from whence you began. I'm like, okay. 
All right. Have fun. All right. So what else? <laughs> Let's see. Uh, we have more delays in movies now. Like, this isn't that kind of news where it's like everyone <laughs> saw it coming. Like, I don't know who didn't see this coming. I know there are like the mm-hmm. ever the optimists out there. We Our theaters are open. We should get these. Nah. Enjoy watching the Goonies and E.T. and shit like that and, uh, and Tenet because it's so good. Watch that because you're not getting A, Black Widow, B, West Side Story, and C, Death on the Nile. Steve, I'm two-thirds sad about that. Or The Eternals. I wanted to see Kamel Nanjiani. It's not good. I mean, like, like, why do you think they're not releasing these on Disney Plus? Because they have some weird thought that people are going to go to the theaters in 2021. Some will, but it's, if you give it on Disney Plus and just do the Milan treatment where you have to pay 30 bucks on top, I guarantee you'd make a killing. A killing. And you'd get more people to join up. For sure, just to get those movies. They could release this now. Sure can. They can release it for free and still make billions of dollars because of we're just talking about the movie section. We are not talking about how much they make when they when they open Disneyland again. This is just a nothing section for them. So, yes, they could release it. I've heard rumblings that Disney's like trying to push California. Like, come on now. We got to sell them churros. Of course they are. We got to sell those $15 lemonades. Dude, those chur- dude, how good are churros, though? I hate them, Steve. I really do. And tag on you. All right, anyway. Here's the reason why. I never catch them when they're fresh. Oh, you should just go around the corner from where you live. They got the best churros in Fresno. Where? There's a place in, you remember where Batter Up used to be? This is local, ladies and gentlemen. Sorry about that. There's a liquor store around the corner from you, like in a, like in a shopping center. Uh-huh. And there you see, in, and then there's that uh, Mexican restaurant in the corner. Yes. They sell a that I had to talk. I actually talked to the chef because afterwards it was so good. He um, <laughs> bakes it on the spot and then he fills it with either caramel or chocolate and he puts whipped cream on top of it. He's like, it's up to you. What do you want it to be filled with? And then he puts fruit and stuff around the side. Hmm. Bruh, it's it's so good. I was like, can I talk to the chef? And they're like, why? Is something wrong? I'm like, yeah, because that's why people talk to them. I didn't say that. But I was like, no, it's fantastic. I want to talk to him. So we sat down and he told me his his mother gave him, from Mexico, gave him that recipe. And he's like, I was like, oh, dude, you're the best chef. Everything was good. So go there. You have actually said, can I talk to the chef? I sure have. Jesus. And everyone acted like, I, I think I was the loudest person in the room. Nuh-uh. But I seriously <laughs> doubt that. <laughs> well, we stood up and talked for a while. Then he's like, hey, you want to sit down? I'm like, oh, yeah, we probably should sit down. <laughs> What? Okay. You've never asked to talk to the chef? No. I've done it like four times. Why? I mean, I'm, it's, it's fine. To, You're a social guy. Well, it makes them feel, I guarantee it's, it, they like it because I was just, whenever you're like, the food was fantastic. It's like, oh my God, thank you so much. They really, it feels like no one's asked them, like to ask to talk to them. Like nobody. And I, I, if I like the food, I'm like, can I talk to the chef? A lot of times they'll say, oh, he's busy or she's busy. But sometimes they do, and I'll talk to them. Interesting. Yeah, it's good. Let people know that they are important and what they contribute means something. Listen, I get it. I work for a thankless job. I'm just, it's just interesting. I've never actually known anyone that went, I need to talk to the chef about this. Well, you, you know what? You're going to start asking to talk to the chef after Bali. <laughs> Is everything okay, Senor Hudson? No, I would like to talk to the chef, please. <laughs> you are speaking very loud, senor. Muy rido. Muy, muy rido. I don't understand what you're talking about. These chinchero. 
<laughs> These churros are sensational. <laughs> Senor, you've actually drowned out the music in the restaurant. We have Bose oh speakers. Oh my god! Do you have any Nutella? Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Steve. That is the funniest thing of all time, dude. Holy crap. Steve in a Mexican restaurant, ladies and gentlemen. Oh my god, I did not <laughs> see that coming at all, dude. Neither did what I, a Steve. Sub- Neither did oh, I. Oh, gee, pe- people on the other side of this are cracking up at this very second. <laughs> that is so... Dude, okay, can I, I'm going to ask you a question. If I dared you, mm-hmm. would you do stand-up comedy once? You know me in compliments, but first of all, I don't think that what I just did means that I could do stand-up. But I will say that there was a point in my life where I was like, you know what? I think I can try this. They were actually doing an open mic night for comedy. And I was like, I could try it. But I pushed out. Dude, you should. I Okay, I would be there, number one. So you know you're going to get a laugh from the crowd. And a good one, too. Oh, dude. I And I think I could infect other people into laughing. So, dude, I... The next, I'm gonna look up from open open mics. Once once open mics happen again, I want just for one time, and then just we leave. We if it's embarrassing, <laughs> we leave the spot, and never have to go again. But dude, I think it would be great, and we we should tape it for the show. Tell you what, I'll do that. You bring your keyboard along, and you do a live set on the same open mic night. They won't let, I mean, but normally like, uh, open yeah, mic yeah, for yeah. comedy. For comedy. <laughs> oh. Because they're going to be like open mic for comedy. Understood. Gee, why wouldn't, like, you would, three minutes, you're up there, do, and I guarantee you're going to get laughs. They're going to, someone's going to say, you should really consider doing this. Thank you, bud. We'll see how it goes, okay? <laughs> you keep me, yeah, I mean, keep me you in the loop. mask on. You keep me in yeah, the loop. You know. All right. Oh, but um, with Black Widow and stuff, um... I wasn't looking forward to that anyway. I understand you've got this thing where you don't really care for Scarlett Johansson. So that would obviously be why you don't want to go to the movie. But No, actually, it was because I already know what happens. How do you know what happens? Not in the movie, but she dies. We know that. So? So why would I want to see her origin story? I don't care. You're a weirdo. Also, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings is another one that's actually getting pushed back deeper into 2021. Oh, dude, he is so good on, on Kim's Convenience, G. Oh, he, I knew when I saw him, I was like, that dude's a star. And I knew that was what was going to happen. He's a star. Never heard of it. Never seen it. It's a fantastic show on Netflix. Fantastic. If you, it's a fantastic show if you just want to feel good. If you want something to be like, it makes me happy and feel good, that's the show. No controversy. No, it's just something that makes you happy. And that's what I needed. And it's fantastic. Have you seen the preview for that movie, Soul? No, S O L or S O U L. S O U L. It's a Pixar movie. Oh. Looks really good. I think I know you're not big into the animation. I think you would appreciate this one. That one's still slated for November twentieth. Also, Free Guy, which is that uh, Ryan Reynolds movie where he's like a guy in a video game. Do you know the one I'm talking about? Oh, dude, I re- I forgot all about that commercial. No one says commercial anymore. Thank you for saying it because I say it all the time. I always say commercial. Have you seen that commercial with the movie on it? <laughs> trailer man it's trailer no i say commercial good for you uh yeah death on the nile is still at december 18th let's see what else um what's that what's that what's that? death on the nile i believe i don't know if it's a sequel or if it's just in the same fashion as um uh murder on the orient express oh i've never seen that either that was actually good but anyway yeah so those are the movies that are going to be coming out later on i don't expect like you're just not going to get any big releases this year 
That's I'm not trying to be a pessimist, ladies and gentlemen. I think it's the practical thing to do. But then again, I'm a hippie. If Netflix is smart, they use this to their advantage. They're like, we need to make, we need to drop all great movies right now so that we get ahead. So when people are like, you know what? I don't mind staying home and watching Netflix. Because right now, Netflix, Prime, all those are killing it. Hulu, not so much. Like, they're not doing a bunch of original movies that are just blocked. But maybe they don't have the m- money for that, maybe. I don't know. But Netflix is Netflix is making, like, blockbusters, dude. Blockbuster movies. You know what's happening to me? Hmm. And I don't know if it's happening to, like, a lot of people. I know there's people that are just so... Actually, I include myself in both parties right now. But... Let me just say that I'm one of those people that truly enjoys going to a cinema. Like, I don't even need to go mm-hmm. to a cinema with company. I'm happy to go by myself and watch a movie. I find that to be one of the one of my favorite things to do, to be honest with you. And I miss it. Haven't done it forever. The last movie I saw in the theater was The Invisible Man. So that puts a timestamp on it of like March. I think movie. it was March 1st, actually, is when I saw that. Or it's March 2nd. On. Good movie, right? But here's the thing. I've been missing the cinema, but we're now at a point where I'm starting to become impartial to it. Like if they were just to go, Hey guys, guess what? From now on, all new releases are going to be streamed. I think I would be like, all right, and be cool with it. Um, I would be okay, but I would probably buy an 80 inch screen. Yeah, exactly. Like I would have to upgrade my cinema experience in the house. Yes. So yes, money is is worth it. Yeah, I think so. Money's going to be spent, but I think I'm at a point now. I don't know if it's going to pass, but I think I'm at a point where it's like, you know what? So be it. Like, if that's the way it's got to be, that's the way it's got to be. I want to see new releases. I do, too. And my thing is, like, uh, first of all, I should be, considering how much I watch TV, I should be upgrading my cinema experience anyway. I should be like, okay, at this point, my TV is 15 years old. I need to have a 80-inch flat screen. But I just don't know if my living room, because they said that there is a measurement you should have, where you're like, this is how far I'm sitting, so this is how big your TV should be. Now, I've only been to your house one time, Steve. That's your fault, of course. Mm-hmm. However, what size is your TV? Uh, 45 inches. 45 inches. And it's not one of those ones that has like a three feet of tube in the background, right? It's an actual no, flat no. screen TV. Yeah, it's a flat screen. Is it a, what, LED? LCD? Projection? Uh, LCD. LCD. Okay. All right, good. Yeah, I think it's time. I was at Costco the uh, other yeah. day. Just renewed my Costco membership. Let me tell you what. They got some badass TVs there. Why does everything always look better in Costco? But they're OLED. People people keep on buying these LEDs, LCDs. Get an OLED. Yeah. There's a reason they're $4,000 for the same thing you could buy like a 900. There's a reason, though. If if you watch TV a lot, if you don't watch TV a lot, get an LCD for $300. It's 90 inches. But there's a reason their 42-inch OLEDs are like $3,000. It's because it's amazing. But for real... Mark my words, come January, that TV that he was just talking about, like that exact TV will be around two, maybe sixteen hundred for sure. So for sure. So they still depreciate is my point. Like, I don't understand that. Like, I know there's those people that have to go and get the newest shit, but the newest shit is only going to be the newest shit for about eight months. Absolutely. But the good thing is that OLED is, is going to be useful for years. They're not going to do because they're like at this point, they said any more clarity, your eyes won't be able to tell the difference. So even if they do get clearer, your perception won't tell. There, it's just going to be in your mind. You're going to be able to tell people, yeah, I got to. But your your actual sight will not be able to tell any difference. You can tell the difference between LCD and OLED. 
you can see that OLED and anything else, unless they get bionic eyes, you will never be able to tell the difference, no matter how close you are to the screen. Here's the thing, though. I don't even know if I could prove this or not, but I can prove it from my television, which is a 4K television. I have a uh, Samsung 4K Mm -hmm. that like when I bought it, I bought it for the 4K. Right. But Mm -hmm. I'm only utilizing 4K for Netflix. And Mm -hmm. what else? A PS4. Which I don't play. My son has that. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. And uh, matter of fact, I think I had to pay. I think I had to pay for a for a 4K channel, which I never watch. (laughs) Because you know why? Because it was just a bunch of fucking people surfing and like coral reefs. And oh, that's beautiful. It is for about 10 minutes. And then you realize, wow, I'm paying yeah. for this. So it's like, oh, you're right. So my point, my question is the OLED technology. Does it come home with you? You know what I'm saying? Everything looks great in the store because they've got it all wired to play nothing. But oh, that. no, it, it comes with you. It comes home with you. Like, I really I, I'm I'm going to have to check it out for myself. I'm not saying you're wrong or anything like that. But I, yeah. I would really have to ask myself at that price point if that. Like, I just know there's tech people out there that just want it because it's the new joint. I get it. But yeah. like, I think I would have to really seriously ask myself, do I need this? Like, is it that big of a difference when I can yeah. get this other For TV you, that is still super dope? Not just like, oh, it's a like, you know what I mean? Like an off brand. It's still really good, though. Like, I'm talking like a super dope Samsung. Yes, like an 80-inch Samsung for the same price you're paying for a 42-inch OLED. Oh, yeah. OLEDs, are, you're going to be able, for a 42-inch OLED, you could probably buy an 80-inch Samsung, like a massive, humongous LCD or LED. No Yeah, that's question. what we have. We have the 4K LED. Yeah, you could buy a, but you're when you're paying $3,300 for a TV, I know you're going to be like, wait a minute everybody just breathe for a second do we want to make because there's a lot of things you can like for me i wouldn't purchase it unless i've done is there anything i could use 3300 on in my house and if there is i'm just not going to get that tv yet i gotta wait until there's stuff that i'm okay i have that free money but that's money that you might need to do different crap to your house too are you sure you've upgraded you've done all the plumbing stuff and all the ac stuff and then go ahead and handle that the last thing you want to do is buy a $3,300 TV and be like, oh, crap, I need to paint my house. Well, you should have done that with that money, Jay, instead of getting an OLED in the front room. Have you seen my mortgage money? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I exactly. think you're looking at it, sir. You're watching Mash. Exactly. It's not even 4 dollars $3,300, Jay. Yeah, that's a lot of money. But I know people are going to, I know people buy them up, though. Right? Mm. They do. Some people are doing going the projector, the projector, uh, the projector uh, uh, route, which is great. The projector is fantastic, and it looks great. So why not just get a projector? Next house, man, home theater. G, I I see you doing that. I see me doing it too. If you get those seats that you have in your living room and just get like three sets, and then have them like back to back. And then you could, oh, dude, you'd have a theater. I think I would have to build them up, though. You know what I mean? So you got the theater seating. Uh, I think that's doing too much. Well, that's what you think, Steve. But I'm going to go the extra mile for my guests. Would you really do that? And when are you having seven, six people at your house? I know, that's ridiculous. I have no friends. You're right. (laughs) (laughs) When are you ever going to have that many people to get? I would say you'd want two sets. All my friends are online. I wouldn't say that. No, I mean, it's, I don't mean it literally, but I mean, like a lot of my friends are out of town. They all live in surrounding towns. 
A lot of my friends moved away from Fresno. And then the one guy that I want to spend time with never wants to spend time with me. You know what I mean? Oh, because he's in another city? I feel you. No, no. I'm talking about you. I don't believe you will at all. Oh, my goodness. Three years of this You've shit. You've never asked to spend time. Literally on the last episode, I asked to work out. Has he asked me yet? No. Just saying. I'm sorry. First I don't want to make... All, you know what? I'm sorry. I'm supposed to be from a positive place, Steve. I'm not going to make you feel bad about it today. I, no, I'm waiting for... When you come back from Bali, it's going to be all different. When I come back from Bali? So then you yeah. don't plan on having me over until at least 2021? No, I'm saying when I do have you over, I'll be like, oh, it's time to work out today. And you're going to be like, hey, man, I've worked out my chakra. That's the most important thing I'm working out. I'll be like, okay, all right, cool. Talk to you later. Yep, that's what's going to happen. Hey, man, you want to... <laughs> Come on, let's get let's hit these weights. Nah, man, I'm just here practicing my kegling, bro. My rhythmic kegling. It's gonna be you, Dad. You're gonna be so hippied out after Bali. If you go, you're gonna be hippied out. Let's okay. I will entertain that. Let's just say that when I got there, mm-hmm. it I'm like, wow, this is pretty cool, and I'm enjoying everything about this. I could pretty much guarantee that when I got back, there would be some level of chill on me. Do you know what I mean? Because like, for instance, if I go to Maui, that's my chill out spot. If I go to Maui, I always come back like just completely like there's no problems, no worries. Everything's cool. All the work stress is gone. And then the people that are tripping at work, I'm like, you just need a vacation. So I, I get what you're saying, but that shit fades quickly. It does, but I don't think it would because you have two people going like you guys would feed off each other, kind of like, you know, cannibals. Until we got back to the real world. I think it still would keep going because you'd read the books. You'd probably still listen to the pods. You'd still do the yoga that they taught you. You would still be like, it would change you. Even if it's in a tiny way, that's going to be enough to for us to see a change. It'd be like, dude, that dude's different. But if you're going, because this is a scenario, then wouldn't it change you too? Absolutely. Well, yeah, I'm going there. If I went there, I would go there for the change. It wouldn't be no, I'm coming back the same because then I wasted a trip. Yo, I'm not going for change. I'm going to to go to Bali for cheap and hang out and look at beautiful scenery. You know what I mean? You're not going for the yoga? I mean, I'm going to participate, but I am not going to have the yoga experience because I'm not like yoga guy. You kind of are because you're doing yoga. It's not the same. It's not. Okay. It's really okay. Not. I'm just saying it's not. I mean, you are doing broga, but it's still See, yoga. See, no, I take, I take broga. You said that last time. I take that as an insult, sir. Why do you say that? Because every time you use the word bro, it's normally a, as an insult. Oh, no, it's not. You There's go, some bro things I do. That's very bro Everything's bro That guy's a bro. It's always in a negative. Con- There's a negative connotation to it. So I'm thinking. I do a bro workout. My workout is bro You're totally bro my workout is bro. I wake up Wait, in the morning and I eat my egg whites and my I toast. Do. I do. Then I, I hit do. the gym. That's exactly what I eat. I spent, spent tree grand, got myself this in this indoor gym. <laughs> tree grand. And tree grand, baby. <laughs> I threw it in the corner. It's nice. Dude, totally. That's what I'm saying. It's okay. I have a workout that's a broy, and you have broga. Um, it is called DDPY, sir. It is not called broga. Sure. Sounds like you hear that? Johnny Bucks, question. light him up. Tell this fool that he's that wrong. Sounds like a, I don't like you calling it broker. Listen, uh, mate. <laughs> you're going about it all wrong. He's trying to change his life and you're making it quite hard. You know he's insecure. 
listen, mate, just give him a give him a break. It's been a long couple of years for him. Dude, do you think that's how like arguments with, with Bucks and his girl, like she'd go crazy and he's just like, oh, I see that you're upset with me. I'm sorry that that's the case. <laughs> she's like, you are driving me crazy. Do you get mad? I see your point. <laughs> I'm glad we talked about this, love. Let's get married, yeah? And they're both so chill. I didn't mean to raise my voice. I understand why you get you did though. He's like, he's like, listen, I think we all need to calm down. I'm sorry to be ra- <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry to be raising my voice right now. Boy, love, we can love you speak Bucks. up? I did not hear what you said. I said I'm sorry to be raising my voice right now. Uh, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, John, I'm just fucking with you because you know I love you. Bucks is never good. Do you know if I go there, he's gonna be like, I'm gonna spend I'm gonna be spending at least two hours a day making messing with Bucks. He's gonna be like, Why did I even invite you here? I could have just done this over the phone. You're gonna be going to restaurants and stuff. Hey mate, I know you I know you're enjoying the novelty. I need you to keep your voice down. <laughs> Every time they ask me something, I hear the accent. I'll be like, come on. He'll be like, you can't do that everywhere. <laughs> How would we like some fish and chips? Would you like fish and chips, love? Come on. <laughs> You're a right cunt for saying that. <laughs> oh, that's so fun. Dude, it's going to take me everything not to say that. Yeah. Everything. Mm-hmm. We better get you a muzzle. <laughs> I'm going to need one. Steve Huzzle. I am going to. They're going to be like, uh, they'll be like, he's going to have to apologize for people on his street. Be like, hey, we're sorry we had that. Oh, the black dude you had? Yeah, we remember him. Yeah, don't have him on our street anymore. Hello, my name is Ian Collian, and you're listening to the BBC News. Ian Collian, that's a great name. A large, loud black man was seen walking around Great Britain today, laughing and pointing at everyone, calling them bros. It was shot down with the tranquilizer. He's recovering in the local hospital. And the, you know what? I would. It, it, the funny thing is, Jay, I don't think I would leave. I, I wouldn't. Okay. If I'm going to leave America, it would be to go either London, Canada, Sweden. So if I went there and I loved it, I don't know how I would come back. I don't know how I'd come back. Man, you got me thinking about this Canada thing. It's a, well, you know, it's funny. Daniel was hitting me up about Sweden last night, and he said there's in Sweden they'll pay for your um, your naturalization there if you work there. And one of the jobs that they'll pay you to be there for is X-ray tech. I was like, oh, that's crazy. Of course it is. Of course that would be one of the jobs because they need a they're a shortage of. Where is this? Sweden in uh, Switzerland. Yes. Yeah, Swiss- Wait, Sweden or Switzerland? Doesn't really matter. I said Sweden. Either yeah, of these places. Okay. Yeah. X-ray tech. Huh? But they, yeah, they need X-ray techs out there. I could be like, look, I've been doing this shit since before I was born. Gee, you would get a job so quick. You would get a job so quick there. I'm just saying, man. <laughs> and you've seen Switzerland with the mountains behind. I mean, you would, every text you sent me would have been like, I wish I could tell you it wasn't as beautiful as you think it is. <laughs> The hills are alive. I'll just be spinning. (laughs) You with that, like, I'm like, is he playing a ram's horn out front of his house? (laughs) What are those things called? Are they called ram's horns or is there a a word for them? Oh, I know what you're talking about. Oh, is it the so far? I have no idea what it's called. But like, (laughs) hey, man, it's really good to hear your voice. How's America? When are you going to get out of there? 
as soon as possible, man. I mean, we just shot another black person. And so I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about going ahead and, and going out there. I, I mean, it, it looks over. There's nowhere it's that pretty out there, right? Like, this is the spot for you, bro. I'm really glad. Hold on a second. Hold on. My sheep are okay. coming in. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, man. I got to get a little bit higher up. and uh, it's, it's an altitude thing. These, it's weird. Like, they actually <laughs> hear me when they're higher up. Just give me a sec. <laughs> Get over here. Gee, how did you do that? Do what? Like the the horn. That's me. Is that you? Yeah, that's me. Gee, I I, I can't wait for you to hear it on 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 tape or on record. I just heard it on record. I can't wait for you to hear it on the reel to reel. I think, dude, it sounds, ins- it does not sound human. Did you do weird, th- like, were, did you grow up doing this sort of stuff or no? I was a weird kid, dude. Dude, you should have got into cartoon voices. Why didn't you do that? I would love to do that shit. Anyone out there want to hire me? You know someone? I, t- I told you Favon knows voiceover stuff. Favon. I don't even know if Favon's still listening. Oh, she is. How we doing, Favon? She texts me. How you doing, hon? How you doing, love? I miss you. Damn on. Dave on. All right, let's get to the reviews. We have to, we, we got to get to the reviews. Yeah, you know what? Two quick things and you can just read about them yourselves. I'll just talk about it cuz you know we we did go off on a uh a bit of a tangent. I know it's not like us to do that, but we did. Real quick, Steve. So you uh the Suicide Squad from James Gunn, right? Huge cast and there's uh John Cena is actually going to be the peacemaker in that. Did you know anything about this? I did. Well, my man must be good in it, or they're just really gambling with this one because he just got himself a uh, series at HBO Max. So John Cena is going to be playing Peacemaker for HBO Jesus. Max, dude. Yeah, that's cool. And let's see, when's it supposed to come out here? Suicide Squad is supposed to be coming out August 6, 2021. I don't know if they actually have any more information on that outside of the pilot. Uh, but yeah, it was given a straight to series order. A spinoff coming from the Suicide Squad film. He's going to play the title role, reprising his role from the film. The film's writer and director, James Gunn, will also write the series and direct multiple episodes, including the pilot. So that's cool. At least it's going to feel like, you know what I mean? It's going to feel like Suicide Squad when it starts off. Because you know how sometimes, let's just, uh, let's just say Joey, the series Joey, after Friends didn't go real well. You know what I mean? You know, but... I never watched it, so I don't know how bad it was. Did you watch that? I oh, dude, we gotta remember. I liked Friends. Okay. Okay. Oh, by the way, I have never seen one episode of Living Single, and I heard it's on Hulu, so I'm gonna have to check that oh, out. Oh, it's now. incredible! I gotta dude. see what's it, up. I have to because so many. Oh, people... you know what happened? You know what happened? What do you mean? Oh, well, you know. I mean, when when people we saw Friends, we were like, did they just? Okay. I had this conversation. <laughs> oh, by the way. They I had this conversation just the other day on Scenic Cast. By the way, I'm on episode 201 of Scenic Cast. Thanks very much to Kova and Steve and Kenny for having me on. That was a really good time. So if you want to hear us talk about Antebellum, uh, you want to hear us talk about The Pale Door, as well as the recently released on Netflix, The Devil All the Time. That's what we're talking about. But we did get into talking about that. And what are the similarities? I want to hear it from you. What are the similarities where everyone is saying that? I've never watched, I've never watched a friend. Then how can you say that? Only because I've read where they're just like, there were talks being like, we need a white version. And it was, it was friends. You read something that said we need a white version. Yeah. It was, we need a white version of living, like living single would be popular if we did it like this. 
and they're like, okay, technically, um, there's no proof that this is what happened, but the people behind the scenes are like, it's what happened. So you have a bunch of single people that mm-hmm. are living in a metropolitan area that all congregate in probably one person's main apartment, right? Mm-hmm. Is that what's going on? Uh, kind of. I don't want to ruin it for you. No. Watch the. Okay, here's here's Dude, the what show you is do. like a million years old. It's okay. You can watch the it. show and then come back and be like, I totally. Then tell me, do you see the similarity? I will do that because to me, it seems like these things are they're sort of cliche things to begin with. They weren't then. A group now of people congregating. I mean, okay. What if you just reduce the number of people? Now you have. Uh, let's see. Um, Oh God! I realize there's a there's a foreign aspect too. But what was the show with Balky? Was it uh, Perfect Strangers or Three's Company? I mean, these are still people. I understand Three's that. Company. Yeah, that's a little like both of those are different. I understand there's different plots, but you're still yeah, dealing with. Yeah. Okay, I will watch it because to me it just yeah, it doesn't. That, that would be the best. Thing. It doesn't make sense to me right now, just because it seems like there are just single people in an apartment in a city totally. that are dealing with. Whatever, being single. I don't know. Totally. I'm gonna check it out. And, and I'll send you and I'll send you the article. I would like that. Like, I would also uh, like some comparisons. If you know any of those videos out there that'll show me like a comparison, like mm-hmm. like do they have uh are the names similar? Is it anything like that? It's just it's just the fact that they're in an apartment together. Yeah, I would what because I don't watch like I'm not the best person to ask about this because I just never got into friend. I it never appealed to me. So I don't know the ins and outs. I only know it from people who have watched both. You never watched this. And my thing is like, I should watch. Huh? You never watched one episode? Oh, no. Then how can you say it didn't appeal to you? Um, Because I got the, my friend watched, uh, he brought me in. He's like, check out this scene. And I watched the scene and I was like, he cracked up. And I was like, oh, this does nothing for me. If this is the thing. And he's like, no, Chandler. Chandler, whatever his name was, mm-hmm. he's like this. Oh, check out this scene. I watch. I'm like, oh, this isn't my style of comedy. Yeah, you know, the show went on for 10 years, right? Totally. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, this is everyone's style of comedy, which is great. I just knew it wasn't my style of comedy. I was like, I'm glad people like it, though. That is I've never poo pooed people for liking Frank. And I'm like, apparently millions of people do just like Seinfeld. Millions, even my mom loves Seinfeld. I'm just like, it's just not my thing. Okay, that's all. You make a good point because I don't fucking get Seinfeld. And every you are in the incredible minority there, and so I'm just like, but more power to you. I actually owned the first season. I watched it. I think I laughed a few times, but so don't. It's not like I don't understand that it was funny. It's just I, I get what you're saying now. Let's just say that. Everyone's like, what are you talking about? This is the best thing ever. I'm like, it's cool. That's, that's cool. I get it. Yeah. I, I and, and so I'm just like, people that like Friends, I get it. Because I'm like, not only, you're not the only one that likes that show. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of people that like that show. So I'm like, yeah. So apparently there's a thing okay. there. It's just like if, if someone told me, I don't like Martin. I'd say, well, a lot of people did. <laughs> and I'm one of those people who did. So I get that you don't. But it was a popular thing. So apparently it's just like someone's watching two broke girls. You're, someone's you're watching that point. show. <laughs> okay. Because you it's point. huge. I have tried someone's to watch that before it. too. And that one, I'm just like, okay, I get it. I totally get it. That's yeah, all I can someone's say. Watching. But 
All right, let's do okay, it. Okay, last thing, and then we're going to go into the lightning round of, uh, of uh, sh- things that we've been watching. Really quick, this is for literally probably two people that are listening right now. But if you are into the Korean band, the K-pop band, BTS, <laughs> as of today, I'm doing this as favors to certain people. Uh, this, oh, I, I would, know. Yeah, you know. And one of them is my <laughs> sister. <laughs> and this is mostly for my niece. However, there is something that they just launched. It's an all-new game, interactive game, called the BTS Universe Story. Steve, I'm already downloaded. Let me tell you how excited I am about this. But uh, it oh, will boy. officially go live. It actually went live 11 a.m. Korean Standard Time. So is that like tomorrow or is that already happening? Either way, check your calendar. It's coming out and you can download it from Apple. I believe it's coming out. Google Play, Android, all that stuff. But uh, I don't know what it is, but it is K-pop related. And just for the, the two people that listen to this show that are into that, this is for you. Pass it on. Don't keep that shit to yourself. All right. Oh. Other than that, I think that I am done. Am I done? Yeah, I'm pretty much done. So. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for listening to the news, the Heroes of Noise news. Back to you, Steve. Oh, also, props to Regina King and Zendaya. That's all. Love y'all. But, um, uh, oh, I got a question for you. Uh-huh. Kova. Yeah. As in no scenic ass? Him- yes. Uh-huh. No one's called him Kova-19? Dude, I literally called him COVID on the show on accident. Oh, Dan. Well, I mean, it's, you know, I apologize for it. No, I acknowledged is, no. it. Uh-uh. Don't be the don't no. be the instigator. It's already in the past. Oh, Dan. You, you just listen to the show. It went down fine. <sighs> I called him. Co- Come on. It's not like his name was. <laughs> it's not like his name was Michael and I called him COVID. His name is Kova and COVID came out. Guess okay. what? I say COVID a lot in my day to day job. It just came out. OK, Dan. Yeah. Um, but I think you might be the first person to call. Maybe not. It's pretty I'm almost sure I'm not. It's fairly Bush League. And it's, and it's for sure insulting. Yeah, I would think so. Then again, if someone called me that, I would, I don't have, do you have, I have a nickname, but it has nothing to do with dopeness. You don't have a nickname at all. Nah, I'm good. You know what? Danathan the Manathan kind of stuck. Kind of. For, for a certain no. crowd. That's it. Yeah, that's, I would prefer if it than... stayed in that crowd. <laughs> it's too long. I don't know. <laughs> that's what she said Danathan the Manathan what's going on buddy Danathan the Manathan is a great name I listen I like the name bro okay I like it okay. it's just it's just something I don't want it I don't want it all over the place fair fair it's gonna spread like a virus and we have enough of that you know what I mean very true let's get to the reviews Steve all right I'm not even sure what you've watched I know you watched one thing that I have to ask you about and I, that may take a great part of the rest of the show but um, I did watch something I like to trust the podcast that I listen to. So this is something that I actually heard on PCL. Brian was talking about it and he uh, watched this documentary called My Octopus Teacher. It's on mm-hmm. Netflix. <clears throat> then I started seeing other people rave about it. I'm like, I'm going to check this out. Steve likes documentaries. I'm going to check it out. Mm-hmm. I will tell him about this documentary. So what this is, is this guy that's living off the coast of Africa somewhere, right? And it shows mm-hmm. like where he grew up. I'm not going to tell you the whole thing, but it shows where he grew up. He lived literally on this cliff if you will where the 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 water would rise so high it would basically just like flood out his house all the time okay they made it a point to talk about that i thought i would set up the story so anyway this guy he's a beachcomber and he's a diver and one day he's diving and he comes across this like ball of it looked like just like a like a ball of something with shells all stuck to it right he's like checking it out. he's like what the hell is that suddenly this thing unfolds and this octopus comes out it turns out it's one of their defense mechanisms so He's just like he's fascinated by this. So he starts watching this octopus and this thing, you know, keeps its distance from him. 
Um, I did not know this, but in the documentary that says that octopus, octopi are as smart as dogs and cats. I didn't know that. So it's not saying a lot, but please. Go well, I don't know. It. I got some pretty fucking smart dogs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, they, hey, these motherfuckers fun. did my taxes. I'm just saying hey, smart ass is. dogs. But they know what to bark at and what not. Exactly. To. For sure. They know when they're being loved. And that's all that really matters. <laughs> <laughs> so, but this this I think uh, pigs are smarter than all of. But anyway, let's go. On. So this octopus was like checking him out, but staying away from it would keep his distance. You know what I mean? Social distancing, if you will. So he he decides. You know what? This thing's pretty interesting. What if I decided to just like come back every single day and visit this octopus over the course of the year? Another thing I learned on this was that the lifespan of an octopus is one year. Did you know that? I did not know that. I did not know that either, Steve. But yeah, that's the case. So he's a, he decides I'm going to spend like I think he maybe had like three quarters of the year left with this thing. And he says, I'm going to spend every single day visiting this thing as he you know, as the time goes on. Let's say maybe I can't remember if it was two weeks or two months into it. But right around that time, he goes down and this thing comes out of its den and it sees him and it like kind of comes up to him. You know, in the time passing, it would start to like go about its business around him and it wouldn't trip because it felt like it could trust him or at least that he wasn't a threat to it. So it would just go about its business. But one particular day, this thing comes up to him and reaches its tentacle out to him, bro, and like wraps it around his hand. And they have like this moment where they're bonding, you know? Mm -hmm. So instantly he's like, oh, this is this is exactly what I'm you know, trying to do. I'm going to continue with this. So over the course of the year, he just goes back every single day and he gets he forms this bond with this octopus. And it's just so mm -hmm. cool. After a while, this thing recognizes him and will like jam up much like a dog would will just jam up to him and like just latch onto its chest and just kind of sit there and chill with him and stuff. And he he gets very close with this thing. Oh, cool. It's an amazing story, dude. First of all, the area that he's diving down looks like it's just, and he points this out, it just looks like it could be on another planet. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, un, it's basically untouched by humans. It's just this beautiful area that humans have not fucked up yet, which is fantastic. It's weird to think that this shit exists on the same planet that we do. You know, you see a lot of great shots that this guy has taken. And I think it was done 100% by him over the course of this year. And then like later on, you know, he he uh, he does have a family and his son goes on dives with him, too. But without like getting into all of the the plot of this thing, there are a couple of times where the octopus is threatened and even injured and how that thing comes back, how it recovers is pretty amazing. It's just sad because, you know, how like when you're watching those wilderness videos and it's like the, coo mm -hmm. the cougar is about to, you know, is about to oh, pounce yeah. on the whatever. Oh yeah. So they let that happen because that's the circle of life, right? That's the yes. way things should be. So at one point the shark comes and bites off one of its tentacles and he's just freaking out because he wants to beat the shark away. But he realizes that if he does that, he's getting involved with nature. So he has to take a step back and let this happen. So he's watching, you know, he, he feels so bad for this thing because this really peppy octopus that would like follow him around. And, and like, at one point you see it playing with fishes. Like it's not just like trying to attack them or something. It's literally yeah. like playing with them and stuff. So this thing has yeah. a personality. So this thing crawling back to its den, he wanted to carry it. He said, but he didn't, again, he didn't want to interfere with nature. So it makes it back to its den. And uh, he comes back to it, you know, every day, like I said. And at one point, I think it's like either two, again, either two weeks or two months into it. I think this one was two months. It actually formed another little arm, little tentacle arm and just grew back. You see it grow like, you know, it's not like a time lapse thing, of course, but you see this thing grow back over the course of the documentary. And it's just mm -hmm. great again. Like, that's amazing that their body can do that. I'm I I can only guess 
this is what I, the thought that I had when I saw that is that there's somebody that is trying to study octopi to see if there's something that they can genetically help humans with. Yeah. But um, I will just say that this is a fantastic documentary. I really wanted to thank Brian for like recommending this to everybody because I've just I've been hearing nothing but good about it. And uh, I recommend that you guys should watch it, too. It's um, like you might even shed a tear, to be honest with you. It's a very well done story The the way that he bonds with him. And, you know, again, spoilers, but it is over the course of a year and the lifespan is a year long. You do see some things. You do see the entire life of this thing. And uh, when that occurs, you know, the the way that he feels and the way that it made him feel like just even after the fact of talking about it, how he misses this thing. It's really sad, but it's a beautiful story. And I highly recommend you check it out. It is on Netflix. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and give this thing five out of five shark bites, dude. It's really, really good. Love it. I wonder if he still eats um, like calamari and stuff. Hmm. Interesting. You know, and I, I, I know it's a morbid thought, but I thought about that, too, because you do see when the shark attacks this thing. And then you see yeah. the the stub that's left, and that's literally yeah. calamari. You know, yeah. so I was like, "Hmm, that looked a little tasty." And we and they like a lot of times they cook it. You know, they kill it at the actual restaurant. Yeah, it's a horrible thing. It is, so dude. I love seafood, we're but I don't feeding into it. I know, yeah. I know. I love lobster, man. But oh, that's the other thing too is that you see this thing, this um, uh, this it's basically it's like a mollusk. You know what I mean? And it can like get into anything. So it's mm-hmm. cool to see how this thing attacks crabs. And hunts lobster and stuff like that because it can it can just get into anywhere with this thing and just take it out. And uh, it shows how like it systematically figures shit out. Like one time he attacks this crab, hunts this crab, and he's feeding on it. And there's pieces of crab meat going everywhere, right? All these little scavenger fish come and these crazy starfish come and they're all like piling on top of this thing. And he's like, I wanted to help it then too, but I knew I couldn't. So he goes back to it maybe like a week later. And the same thing, it's hunting this crab. It eats the crab, and this time when all of the little starfish and stuff come, it, it now figures out a way to just, like, grab them individually and, like, toss them to the side. And eventually, they just leave it alone. So it's just it's just interesting. The fact, I, like I said, I had no idea that this thing was as smart as a dog or a cat. So to see this thing, like, figure shit out is really, really in- interesting. And I think you guys will love this documentary. Seriously. You will not like it. You will love it. Dope. What else you got? Uh, let's see. Um, so I caught season two of Pen15. Have you watched any of that yet? I ha- I um I haven't watched first season. You didn't watch the first season? Yeah, I watched like three episodes. Oh Jesus, I'm not even gonna ask why. I will tell you that I really love Pen 15. I watched it all. I nice. binged that shit like like within a day. I think. Uh, love yeah. season one. Uh, Maya Erskine and Anna Conkle are like fantastic together. And if you haven't watched this show yet, it is two comics. Uh, this isn't the premise. This is the, what's actually going down. Two comics that have put themselves into the scenario of being seventh graders and going to school and dealing with all of the awkward. You know, things that seem super important when you're in the seventh grade, but they literally mean nothing. Mm -hmm. All of that, all that awkward stuff growing up, puberty, all of it is in this show and they do it to a T. It's really good. That's season one. So last Friday, season two came out and it's um, I like it a lot. Like I've actually been through that one, too. I don't think they, they can really do any wrong with this show. I was a little disappointed that it's actually seven episodes versus 10 like season one. But, you know, it is what it is. And uh, the difference with this one. You do have that awkwardness still. You still have great performances, but, and I think it's a smart thing to do. They actually, they expanded the show a little bit. They got a little bit deeper and they started dealing with more like, um, you know, relationships. And then uh, I know you didn't watch the show, but in season one, 
one of the major stories is that Anna, her her uh, parents are getting divorced. That carries over into season two, but it carries over into season two to where now you see it how it's affecting her. So it, there's not really any comedy going on. Like you're there's comedy laced around all of this terrible shit that's going on. You know what I mean? Like her yeah. her family life. Um, again, this is where things get like. They're so amplified when you're at that age. But the last episode of season one, they're at this high school dance. And Anna and Maya, who's played by Maya Erskine, they uh, go in with this kid into this like closet and have what they call a threesome, which basically means that they he fills them up, you know. And that's like a big part of the show, too. That's how it starts off. It's like a few weeks or maybe it's the summer, I think. Um, the summer's passed. They're going back into school now. And they're like, so you remember you know what you did and this kid's like denying it all because he doesn't want to be seen with them and stuff and it's just that awkward kind of a dynamic that makes this show work really well uh gail watched it with me and i found it really interesting like for me big mouth was that show there would be times where i'm like oh my god i remember that and it's just it's like very cringy she was doing the same thing with this one so oh, cool. they yeah they knock it out of the park uh, i highly recommend you watch this one too it's uh, only seven episodes. Each episode's about half an hour, and it's on Hulu. It's called Pen15, and it is one of my favorite shows to come out in the last couple of years. So season two, as a whole, I'm going to go ahead and give it a uh, four and a half out of five trips to second base. That's what I'm going with. That's good, dude. That's a, that's a, that, you, said, what, you said four and a half out of five? Four and a half out of five. I love it. Like nice. I really, really enjoy nice. their comedy. I enjoy that, that awkward, being, almost like... It's not the same, but you know how like when you would watch The Office and you would be embarrassed for them sometimes? Mm -hmm. It's that kind of a vibe it gets. More specifically with Maya Erskine's character, Maya, who like she does awkward like I have not seen anyone do it. It's fantastic. So you're either going to love the show or just hate it. I don't think there's an in-between, but check it out. So I watched something that actually you said to watch. Okay. And I said I, two things you said to watch. Um, one of them we're going to talk about in a minute as we wrap up. Uh, I will just give a quick thing on uh, a show on Hulu called Woke, starring Lamorne Morris and uh, Shashir Zamata, Nicole Byer, Cedric the Entertainer, T. Murph. Um, it's probably, is it the happiest show? On, no. I, I would say, I'm going to give a quick review. It's the most important show that I've watched for a while. It's about a guy that was kind of like, so many people that I know where it's just like you're going about life as a person of color, enjoying life, you know, doing your thing, being the good one. And all of a sudden you're treated just like every other black dude. You know, you get whether you push to the ground, gun in your face by a cop and then you wake up or then then you get, you know, it goes through it and you're it's like you woke now. You can't get that out of your head. Now you see your, you, now everything is colored by this event that happened. Being like, now I'm seeing stuff that used to not annoy me. That now I'm like, oh crap, how did I not see this? But it's because something snapped you out of it. And even his friends were like, oh, you finally woke up. You, you realize that you're not just a good one. You tried being one of the good ones all these years and you got treated just like anyone else. And it's an interesting thing to see him navigate the world now, seeing everything with eyes open. Um, I'm not even going to give you any of the, the, the episodes. I'm just going to say... If you want a great experience of how it is to be, try to, if you've ever had to try to be the good one and put a smile on your face and all of a sudden you see how it makes no difference, you're going to understand the show fully. It's woke. It's on Hulu. It's amazing. One of my favorite shows of the year. 
Um, a matter of fact, the thing that really made me get onto this is uh, Daniel wrote a post in our our group being like, it's genius. It's amazing. So I'm like, all right, let me check this out. And it is mind blowing, mind blowing. The writers just knocked this out of a part. I didn't know it was based on a true story. Well, you're like influenced by an actual cartoonist that actually did this and fantastic. It's just really, really good. And uh, it's, it's Hulu. It's on Hulu. It's called Woke. Check it out. So I actually watched episode one, right? And mm-hmm. I found it I found it to be great. I just didn't really have any chance to go back to it. I did get hung up on one part, and I'm curious how much of this plays into the rest of the season, which is yeah. the animated, you know, like for instance, in episode one, he goes in and those 40s are like talking to him. Is that a yeah. big part of the show? Not a big part. It's just uh it's it, it's funny because it's you try like going through it, it's a representation of going through life trying to ignore, it, be like, I'm fine, I'm good, I'm good. And everything around you is like, no, you're not. <laughs> oh. You're not good. It's too late. You can't put this cork back. You can't put the genie back, in the, back in the bottle and just put the cork on top. You're not fine. And there's even an allusion to, uh, um, you know, in in black community, seeking help is not talked about. See, being a, you know, going to see a counselor is not talked about. And there's a part where in this show they talk about counseling and how we all shrug it off. Like, this is bull crap. I mean, like, actually, maybe it'll be good that you maybe need to talk this thing out. So it's fantastic, dude. I love it's amazing. I loved it. I loved it. I would say more about it. I just don't even want to give you all a hint. Just go. Just watch it. It's good. What do you rate it? I'm going to give it from what I've seen. It hasn't ended yet. Um, I have 15 more minutes of the last episode. I'm going to give this a four out of five talking 40 bottles. Nice. I will come back to it. I promise. I will try to watch that this weekend. It's something that I wanted to have. I wanted to have at least like four or five episodes under my belt when we started talking today and it just didn't work out, but I will come back to it for sure. Now we may have to wrap up on this next one, but I have to tell you about it. Okay. Is it okay? Yeah, let's do it. All right. All right. Um, And the next one is another thing you told me to watch. Oh, I hope it's what I think it is. Dan. It is. I can tell now. (laughs) I talked to Dan and Dan has been bugging me. Bugging. Bugging me. If there's not many shows he bugs me about. And finally, he's like, please watch Ted Lasso. And I'm a, a Jason Sudeikis. I like him. I think he's a fantastic, you know, actor. He's funny, whatever. But I'm like, okay, fine. And so I go through the rigmarole of trying to figure out how to get Apple TV for the year since I got a new. They re, It's a really weird system they have. You're like, wait, do they tell you when you have to re-up yeah. it? They don't give you a day. Like, what? They just All go, of a sudden, now I could just download yeah, it. Yeah, they just go, it's there if you use it. Cool. Exactly. No, we're not going like, to really well, tell you t- about it. Thank you. But like, well, tell me when it lapsed. It doesn't tell you. No. Well, I think you it's going to lapse. Just so you know, I think it lapses from the day you start it. But I'm not going to remember that. They normally be like, they'll put a date saying this is valid until. Nope. Not Apple. They're just going to start charging you. They'd be like, oh, you have a month. But anyway. So I turn it on and, I, and I'm like, I guess it doesn't work. And all of a sudden it's like, just push play. I'm like, I don't even know what I did, but okay. So I push play and I start watching the first episode. Immediately. Immediately. Yeah. I'm like, I'm in so far. I'm in so far. But you are, t- and the thing is, if I watched this show and I didn't know you, Dan, or if I knew you, but I, you hadn't watched the show. I would not, I don't know if I'd recommend it because I would have thought I only like this show because he feels like a kindred spirit. 
I'm like, oh, I'm only liking the show because I kind of see myself in him. Mm-hmm. That's the only reason I like it. I would not recommend this show to someone else because I could see how he can come off annoying. But it's weird that you recommended this show to me. I would have never watched it. But everything he does, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's exactly the right move. That's that's perfect. The only thing that broke my heart that I could, I could, and I'm not even going to give anything about this away. I want y'all to all watch it. Um, the one thing that I love is that he's not, they, you could, I could see how people could think he was naive. He's not. He understands and feels all the terrible things that are happening. He's all too wise. All too wise, but he chooses to go through life being optimistic. He chooses to. He's not naive to the the fact, like there's even little jokes they have where it's just like, there's four countries in in Europe. He's like, ah, kind of like America at this point, right? I'm like, oh, that's showing that. And then there's also times where you could tell which way he leans politically. Like there's little things he drops in, but I'm like, oh, so he's conscious of what's happening in general. And it's just a beautiful story about a man who is choosing to go through life, but it, the, the, there's certain things that are stacking up below the belt. It's just stacking. And I could tell that he's, um, you can tell that things do get to him, you know? And, and I just loved it. I loved it from, from the beginning to where I am, I am, I am waiting for the last episode to drop. Oh, you, I knew it. I knew you were going to go through the whole thing, man. I watched the whole, not only that, but I would stay up till five in the morning watching all the way through. I mean, it was back to back to back to back Dude, to back. I feel you. I'm at this point now where like, I, like I was with the Mandalorian, like I'm getting off of work tonight. I'll be off at midnight. I know that it's going to drop right at midnight. I'm going to come home. I won't go to bed till at like one o'clock because I have to watch Ted Lasso. I think this show, I know I talked about it a little bit, but now that you've seen it, this show is just on a whole other level, dude. Like I understand it's so good for me. I understand what you said about woke for me. There was three shows that were really standing out this year. And one of them was Dave. Of course, I hadn't really seen anything like Dave before outside of it being compared, you know, a little bit of comparison to like, say, Atlanta and uh, Curb, of course, but I still felt that Dave was really fresh. And uh, we've talked about that one a lot, too. I know that one won you over as well. That was one of my favorites. The other one, of course, was The Boys. I have seen the whole thing, so I can confirm that it is one of my favorite series of the year. But then Ted Lasso comes along. And so good. I just think that Ted Lasso is the character that we need right now. I think there's a lot of us that are super cynical. We feel the world's burning down. We feel like there's not a lot of hope right now. And somehow this man, this fictitious character, teaches people to just see things in a, in a more positive fashion. Like Steve said, even though he's going through his own thing, this guy's got a, you know, um, uh, it, it's pretty much right out front. So I don't really feel it's much of a spoiler, but he does have some marital problems and I'll leave it at that. But the way that this man navigates his own life from thousands of miles away from his family while dealing with the, the, uh, what it is basically, I'll just read the premise. Ted Lasso follows U.S. American football coach Ted Lasso heading to the UK to manage a struggling London football team in the top fight excuse me, in the top flight of English football. So he knows nothing, nothing about football there. He has no idea. He's never coached it. He doesn't know whether there's quarters or halves. He knows zero about it. So yeah, I will you know mention that's the premise of it, but there's a specific reason that he's brought over to do this because you ask yourself, why would this guy be brought over to do this if 
You know, he knows nothing about it. There's a clear reason for it. I'll let you figure out why. Um, one of the main reasons for it, though, I will say, is because of a character by the name of Rebecca that's played by Hannah Waddingham, who's... Mm, yeah. Yeah. Uh, she's fucking amazing. Actually, you know what? I could say that about anyone in this cast. They're all amazing. Like, the, every single person every that they picked one, was the perfect person to do this. Juno Temple out of the... I've seen her in so many movies, and I thought she only had one gear. No, she Juno is phenomenal. Temple. I've Jesus. fallen in love with Juno Temple in this, man. Not like, like oh, because she's attractive. Yeah, she's a pretty woman. But I just love the character of Keeley. That's So a, good. That is one of the best characters to come along in a long time. And like I said, all of them are. I mean, Brett Goldstein as Roy is another oh, yeah. powerhouse in the show. And there's so many, yeah. there's so many levels to this guy layers, I guess you could say, you know, there's, he's um, got this very hard exterior, but there's a lot going on with this guy. He basically plays the oldest member of the team. He's the team captain. He's been there. He was yes. our, he already had his heyday and now he's with this team that's struggling. He's Kobe. Yeah, and exactly. And, uh, but there's another guy by the name of Jamie Tart played by Phil Dunster, who is the, he's like the new hot shot. These two hate each other. Perfect face. Yeah. Perfect face. Oh yeah, for sure. But the way that all of these people interact with each other, the little struggles that they go through, the way that Ted finds a way to help them. I mean, it's not like he's just, Ted's just there to save the day. He's got his own problems too. But the way that he helps these people see things in a new light that they are not used to seeing, probably because it's this Kansas City mentality that he has, you know what I mean? But um, yeah, it's phenomenal. It is absolutely phenomenal. It's really, really, the thing is, it's, it's such an interesting story about if you don't know the rules, it's okay if you can inspire a person. Yeah. You don't need to know the rule because like like they, there's that old quote where it's like once you find the greatness in one thing, you could apply it to all things. If you become a great banjo player and you go from zero to great, you can become a great anything because you know how to become great at something. And he knows how to win. So now I could just apply that to any game. Doesn't matter the rules. I know how to win. And it's a beautiful story about I don't have to be a douche to win. I can inspire people and they'll win. And I was like, dude, come on. I mean, it's it's just a great story about if you want to feel good right now, today. Instantly. Block out everything. Watch Ted Lasso. I promise you, you will not regret it. It's a fantastic show. I would not recommend buying Apple TV for it, but I would recommend borrowing someone else's code. And, Fair enough. And doing it that way. Um, but I, yeah, because there's just not enough on Apple TV to buy that. I, but I, I would say. I firmly believe, by the way, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but being that yeah. you've had that for just a matter of hours, I firmly believe you're going to turn around on that. There are fantastic shows on Apple TV. How many? I need at least seven. <laughs> Why seven, Steve? That's just a weird Because number. every other streaming service I have has more than seven. I, there's, there's plenty there for everyone. I mean, uh, let's see if you want me to go ahead and give a list right now. No, no, no. Um, don't get, but I'm just simply saying, do you one, think it compared two, to like, I'll get Netflix and this and this and Apple T like, okay, come on. Well, we, again, we were talking about this on scenic cast. Most of those series actually have two seasons already put in. Like it was kind of a given they needed to find their, you know, they needed to find their audience first yeah. of all when they did this year, but they, a lot of those already have second seasons. I personally think that within about a five year, as long as they don't screw anything up and keep producing the show, the quality of shows that they're producing right now, I think they're going to be a major competitor. Only problem with that is, is that you have people. This is what I was talking about. You have people that are just straight up Apple people. 
You know what I mean? They're just, I'm just, oh, for or, sure. excuse me. Well, yes, Apple people too, but those are the ones that you want. But you also have that other half that are the Android people that are like, nope, I don't want anything to do with Apple. And I think because of that, that's, that's where they're going to lose a huge part of their audience. So Gil and I were just talking about it, man. Like I could, if I saw Ted Lasso on Netflix, I think you would have a hit that was just like, I think the whole world would love it. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh, the problem with Apple TV is that they have to sort of get out from under that Apple exclusive thing. I don't know. I don't know if that would be ever, if there would ever be anything that they could do, but what if they could somehow figure out a way to merge their, you know how like say Apple TV, there's an app that you can have on Roku or something like that. What if you Uh could utilize that? The Samsung users could utilize that and get Apple TV that way. I imagine that they can, if they just, whatever, there's so many deals. If you go to like AT&T or your, your Verizon, whatever your, your, uh, local carrier, they have lots of deals. But I do think that that is a major setback, unfortunately, for Apple right now is because, you know, every it's either Apple or Android. And I think people are still learning about this service. I think personally that and, you know, come back at me in another month or so. Once you've seen more, I think there's plenty on there to offer. There's some fantastic shows think, on there, dude. I think it would be a great tail ender where it's just like if you already have the big monsters, it would, if you have the extra money, that's a great tail ender because obviously you can't get rid of um, Prime Video because you also get Amazon Prime with that. We're like, okay, well, shoot, that's an automatic given. I'm going to keep that. Netflix, you can't get rid of because if you want to be in the conversation, you kind of need Netflix because a lot of the conversation is based around Netflix shows. Hulu, you could get rid of and get Apple. CBS All Access, you could get rid of and get Apple, but I've heard CBS All Access also has a lot of heavy hitters on it. So it's like, but those are the ones that can kind of give or take, but you're not, Shudder you could too, because some people aren't that into horror movies. But nine times out of 10, if you're that into horror movies to even um, um, like have gotten Shudder at all, that's a no-go. I'll be honest. You're not going to get rid of it. I love horror movies, but I think if I had to choose one, I would go with Apple TV. Totally. That makes total sense. And so, but if anybody bought Shudder, they're not going Apple TV because that means you love horror movies that much that you bought that you're not going to go and give it up for that. But one thing they could, they could make a play at Hulu and they could make a play at uh, at um, CBS All Access because I haven't heard a bunch of stuff from CBS All Access. I haven't heard a lot. We're in the infancy of streaming wars still. You know, like we're still we still have to deal with cable channels that are out right now. I, I can see this being a very different plane 10 years from now. Oh my God. And here's the thing. Comcast is still going to win because what they're going to do is they're going to charge you for Wi-Fi. For internet access, they'll charge you 170 And if you get cable, it's 195 So it's like, well, shoot, I might as well get cable. They're just going to up the price of internet access and they'll still be winning. Did you recognize Hannah Waddingham from anything else? Like, have you seen her before? I recognize her. I don't know where from. She was in Game of Thrones. Want to take a guess at who she was? Oh man, what could she have been in? Who could she have been in Game of Thrones? Put a bell in her hand. She was shame. Shame, shame, shame. That was she her. was shame. Yeah. I didn't know that. That was a rough scene, dude. I find her rather attractive, man. I don't want to know. Oh, really? <laughs> like, I didn't. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It was like, oh, hey, she's what's, teacher attractive. What? Like, like teacher. Attractive. I, I don't know. It's something about Rebecca, the character Rebecca. It's one of those things where maybe it wouldn't be like that in another series. Like I've done that with what was it? Like I said, uh, like Karen Gillian, Amy Pond. Like just sometimes a certain character, but I find the character totally of Rebecca super attractive. 
But she can sing too. Yeah, she can. Yeah, that's right. You're all the impressed. way through. No, I just, and she's another complex character. Like you can see without getting into it, you can see the struggles that she has every day. She has one thing she wants to do and another thing that's keeping her from truly doing that. And to she's watch so that, good. those conflicting, you know, those opposing sides work in her head is, it's just a, like everyone's putting on a freaking workshop in this show. It's fantastic. So again, even Higgins, everyone Higgins is fantastic too. He doesn't, the little things that he does, like the little, like yes. uh, when he gets nervous or he'll, he'll kind of like uh, make a grunting sound, you know, when he, he, um, when he's challenged with something or like uh, just the little one liners he gives her when she, cause she, you could tell she like hates him. <laughs> you know what I mean? And she puts him on these missions and he's just like, yeah, boss, whatever. But with good reason, by the yeah, way, I get it. Yeah, totally. Like, <laughs> with good yeah, there's reason. no, like even Rebecca, like you see where she's coming from in yes, this show. Dude. I'm very curious to see how, particularly after this coming episode, I'm very curious to see the way things go. Cause if you read the premise of the episode, you see what's going on. But, um, yeah, oh, it's yeah. just fantastic. Uh, do you so think good. all of those characters are actually playing football? Uh, they're probably playing loosely. They're not, a lot of the stuff that they're actually doing isn't real. Well, now, one of the guys is legit. One of the dudes is. Which is the, the uh, Danny Rojas guy, right? Yes, he is. Football is life, mm-hmm. coach. <laughs> I love that smile. Yeah, that is just one happy dude, man. Now, that's the way you want to live right there. Like, he's just got one mission. Football is life. That's it. That's his one, mantra. And I love how when they were all, anyway, yeah, football is life. Yeah. Remember that quote? Because he says it at a certain point, and it, it, I took it as more than that. It's like, when you get some, when you're, when you get a job doing what you love, don't ever forget that. Don't forget that you're doing a job coaching something that you love, that a thing that you like doing. Just have fun, number one. Number one, have fun. Then try to win. I'm like, dude, this is a great show. It is a good show. So I did I already get, I, I'm gonna get I'm gonna rate this so far. Um, I'm gonna give this one a four out of five burning important things. Oh, okay. All right. Interesting. I know where you're going. I loved it. Uh, I loved you it. give it a four out of five, is that what you said? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm a five out of five mystery cookies. That's where I'm going with that Love one. Um, I got to tell you, like I, I truly don't think this. There's a show that I've seen this year that's better than this one, in my opinion. Uh, but I asked you this question on the last show. We're talking 2021, of course. Do you see a Ted Lasso nomination? Yeah, well, yeah, because um, that that morning show was uh, nominated. So yeah, Lasso will be. I think so, man. I think it's that good. Yeah. Guys, check that one Lasso out. Lasso will definitely. If I could recommend anything so far that I've talked about this year, I think I would have to go with Ted Lasso right now. That's how I'm feeling. Yes, absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, that brings us to the, I can't wait for tonight. Jesus. Anyway, um, <laughs> I, didn't know it was, I didn't know it was tonight. Um, you just got me excited. Uh, freaking oh, 12 midnight. 12 midnight. You can do it, buddy. Their time or our time? Our time. Damn it. Maybe nine. Right, I don't um, know. Maybe nine, but I would say you're safe. I'm going to be checking all night. I'm going to be checking all night. Because um, she was serious. She's like, listen. Anyway, <laughs> um, uh, I love you guys. The next voice you're going to be hearing is the man, the myth, the legend, the incredible Dan Ramirez. That's right. The world is burning. Let us be your fire extinguisher. We'll last for a little while. Maybe not the whole time, but we'll put out some flames. That's what we do. My name is Dan Ramirez. That is Steve Hudson. We are the Heroes of Noise. People, thank you very much for listening to episode 129. We will be back before you know it because that's what we do. And with that, I'm going to go ahead and leave you with this. Be good to yourselves. Be good to the people around you. Peace.
Thank you.